Jesu joy of man's desiring. Thank you, Sheila. Welcome, everyone. It is the sixth Sunday of Easter. I'm glad you're here this morning. Welcome to Trinity. Welcome all those folks out there online. We have a baptism this morning. Um, such wonderful, wonderful things in our life. Um, we know that uh, things are uh, can be problems at times out in our in this uh, crazy world we live in, and uh, we know that uh, God's this is not God's wish that we live in that uh, that kind of situation. So God's answer is love, and uh, to all of the things, the trials that we've had in Buffalo and other uh, situations. Um, this song helps us remind that uh, we are held in God's hand every sparrow and it asks us to light a candle because we need as much light as we can get. Song by Carrie Newcomer, I Heard an Owl. There'll be a chorus up there on the wall that you're welcome to sing with. Treat each other tenderly 
And the arms of God will gather in each sparrow that falls, but makes no separation, just fiercely loves us all. Don't tell me a hate is ever right or God's will. These are the wheels we put in motion ourselves, and the whole world weeps and is weeping still. Though shaken, I still believe the best of what we all can be, and the only peace this world will know can only come from love. Don't tell me a hate is ever right or God's will. These are the wheels we put in motion ourselves, and the whole world weeps and is weeping still. Oh, shaken, I still believe the best of what we all can be, and the only peace this world will know can only come from love, can only come from love, can only come from love. Morning. The sun's out. Spring just arrived, and uh, we are blessed by the beautiful flowers and uh, the sunshine this morning. Uh, welcome to those who are worshiping with us online across the country, across the island. We're honored by your presence. And uh, Kaylee Abigail is going to be, I think she just stepped out, is going to be baptized here this morning. So we're going to be gathering for that joyful event. It is good for us to be together. We're also going to be uh, sharing the last story kind of in this Easter season before we moved on towards uh, uh, the celebration of Pentecost, but we'll be sharing that this morning as well. Uh, the order of service is printed in your bulletin. You can follow along. Everything will be projected for you. If it's comfortable, I would invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our gathering hymn is a celebration of creation and labor, and uh, it's a Herb Brokering's Earth and All Stars. Oh, it's no. 
Let us rejoice in your grace. Let us rejoice in the wonder of creation. Let us rejoice in the privilege of sharing this journey with our sisters and brothers here. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. The first lesson is from Psalm 139. Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from far away. You trace my journeys and my resting places and are acquainted with all my ways. Indeed, there is not a word on my lips, but you, O oh Lord, know it all together. You press upon me behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is so high that I cannot attain to it. Where can I go then from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. For you yourself created my most inner parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will thank you because I am marvelously made. Your works are wonderful and I know it well. The word of the Lord. Time is the ocean, life is a trip You don't know where you're going to, you know where you're at And if you can't read the stars, well you better have a map A compass and a conscience so you don't get lost at sea Or on some old lonely island where no one wants to be From the beginning of creation, I think our Maker had a plan For us to leave these shores and sail beyond the sand And let the good light guide us through the waves and the wind To the beaches in a world where we have never been And we'll climb up on the mountain, y'all, and let our voices ring And those who've never tried it will be the first to sing 
Sometimes it seems that I don't have a prayer. Let the weather take me anywhere. But I know that I want to go where the streets are gold. Cause you'll be there. Oh my, my. Well, you don't bring nothing with you here and you can't take nothing back. They never seen a hearse with a luggage rack So I tore my knees up praying, scarred my back from falling down Spent so much time flying high till I'm face first to the ground So if you're up there watching me when you talk to God and say Tell him I might need a hand to see you both someday Oh my, my so I'll see you on the other side If I make it And it might be a long, hard ride But I want to take it Sometimes it seems that I don't have a prayer Let the weather take me anywhere I want to go Wanna go where the streets are gold Cause you'll be there Oh my, my Cause you'll be there Oh my, Thank you. Country Western song, and you picked it by yourself, Carl. I didn't have to pick it for you. <laughs> Won you over to the dark side. Country Western music. Thank you. <laughs> Carl and I have worked together for a long, long time. Over 800 funerals I've officiated at here, and oftentimes at the end of those funerals, we end up by saying, uh, I'll see you on the other side. I'm not going to say goodbye. Our faith tells us there's more. Living in that, that mystery of life and death, I'll just say, I'll see you on the other side. Thank you for that. And thank you for being here. I'm going to share a story with you today, an important story in, uh, in the Bible, an important story in uh, Christian history. It's certainly a story that changed the course of human history. And the story contains one of the hardest lessons in life. But I believe that that lesson can pave the way for a more abundant life, or at least a more intentional life. So I'd like to share a story, and I'd also like to take just a little time at the very end to reflect on that beautiful psalm that Patricia just read for us. 
So there you have it. There's the blueprint for the day, the map ahead, a story and a psalm, and 15 minutes in your life that you're never going to get back. <laughs> 15 minutes that we will share believing that God has a word for us. The story comes from the opening verses of the book of Acts. Now, if you know the New Testament, it kind of goes like this. It starts with the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then... What follows is Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. The Gospel writer Luke was also the author of Acts. He followed up the Jesus story with the earliest accounts of the Jesus movement. He chronicled the missionary work of Paul and Peter and Philip's baptism of the Ethiopian eunuch, which we looked at a few weeks ago. Luke captured the wonder of the Pentecost story and the story that we're going to focus on this morning, which is the ascension. Forty days after Easter, Jesus ascended into heaven. Now, Ascension Day is actually this Thursday, but since very few people show up at church on Thursdays, I thought we'd look at this story today. To go back a little bit, on Easter Sunday, the risen Jesus appeared to his followers. And later that night, as they were locked behind closed doors, he joined them. And do you remember what he said to them? Peace be with you. He wished them peace. A week later, the disciples were still hiding. They were still afraid. They were still unable to move. And Jesus appeared to them again and said, peace be with you. Soon after, they left the dangers of Jerusalem and headed back to the Galilee. Now, they did not go to tell people about Jesus. They did not go to open a Christian church. No, they went home, and then they went fishing. Jesus met them there and made them breakfast, and he encouraged them to go to the ends of the earth to share good news, to care for the children of God. After breakfast, Jesus left them. They sold their bounty of fish, ordered pizza from Little Caesars, and watched NASCAR. <laughs> or something. But suffice it to say that the Jesus movement was not moving. The disciples continued to lay low as they waited for their rabbi to reappear to them again. To surprise them again. You see, they longed to spend time with Jesus. They longed to hear his parables, to marvel at his miracles, to hold him close and to bathe in his amazing grace. The Jesus movement was not moving. It had now been 40 days since Easter. Now, 40 is not an insignificant number in the Bible. Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days before descending with the Ten Commandments. Jonah preached for 40 days in Nineveh. Elijah went without food for 40 days on Mount Horeb. King David ruled for 40 years. The children of Israel wandered during the Exodus for 40 years. And after his baptism, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. The number 40 occurs 146 times in the Bible. And that biblical trivia was brought to you this morning free of charge. 
40 days after Easter. 40 days and there was no movement. The followers of Jesus, the precious few, were now in Jerusalem, but they gathered on the hillside called the Mount of Olives. This was their usual meeting place in Jerusalem. The Garden of Gethsemane was there. Pilgrims of modest means camped there when visiting Jerusalem. Jesus prayed there with his disciples. They had come together, and Jesus was with them. They looked out on the temple. They looked out on the holy city, this thin place between heaven and earth. And that's when they asked him. They said, Jesus, uh, Lord, is this the time? Is this the time when you will restore the kingdom to Israel? Let me translate that for you. They said, Jesus, can we run the Romans out of town now? Can we end this oppressive occupation? Restoration, Jesus, that's what we want. Restore Israel to the glory of King David and King Solomon. And Jesus said, no, not going to happen that way. You don't get to know the time. That's God's business. It's best if you just leave those things to God. But I'll tell you, you are going to get something. What you're going to get is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes to you, you will be able to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, but also in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And those were his last words. The disciples watched in amazement as Jesus was taken from them into the clouds. He was gone. The disciples stood motionless. Motionless was one of their spiritual gifts. Wide-eyed, mouths open, and heads up, they gazed toward heaven. And suddenly, two angels stood among them and said, He's not coming back. Not this time. Jesus has left the house. No need to crack your neck looking up. The story is about to change. There will be no restoration. It's time now for this movement to have some movement. Uh, they waited there a bit. And then they walked back down through the Kidron Valley and up to the holy city of Jerusalem. And they would try to figure out what was going to happen next. What did God have in store for them? This is the ascension story in the book of Acts. The ascension of Jesus, the end of his 33 years walking the terra firma on earth. And now 2,000 years later, he has still not returned. Oh, he is present with us in water and bread and wine. But he's gone just the same. And this story reminds us of one of the hardest lessons in life. A lesson that some never seem to grasp. And the lesson is this. Unless you own an antique store or buy old homes or, or cars, there's no such thing as restoration. And even then, the restoration is in fact a new creation, is it not? Everything is new. Every day is new. There'll be no restoration. There's no going back. Look at this photo. There it is. What is that? 
Yeah, that's the church down at the other in the parking lot before it was expanded. This is Trinity Lutheran Church in 1989, a cinder block building that was perhaps the worst worship space in the state of Washington. <laughs> there it is. And that church sign, if you were more than 10 feet away, there's no way you could tell what that church sign said. Gravel parking lot, no dividers, there it is. Oh, and, and who's that? <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's my family. That's my family minus Emily who was born here after we came. This is 1989 again. This is the night we were installed here at Trinity. <laughs> Look at the color of my hair. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I had hair. I gotta tell you, I look at this picture and two things come to mind. The first is obvious. You people have been hard on me. <laughs> but two would be if there was ever anyone in need of like hair restoration, this would be the one right here. So I look at these photos, both of them, and I think back and I think how simple and wonderful was life was like in those days, how simple and wonderful life was. Of course, that's nothing more than romantic recall. We know that, do we not? When we moved here, we rented a cabin in the woods on Whitby. The dilapidated cabin came with ant infestations, a leaky roof, and a washing machine that was, uh, yeah, outside. And the church that you just saw had two one-hole bathrooms that regularly overflowed. And if the furnace went on when I was preaching, no one could hear what I was saying. Not everyone complained about that, but that's a different issue. And there were no Sunday school rooms. And our church budget all in was about $45,000, $17,000 of which was my salary. Romantic recall makes us long for the good old days. But there's no going back. There's no restoration. Life only moves in one direction. Romantic recall. Memories are good. Sometimes they're even accurate. Memories are precious. And reflecting on the blessings of the past and the hard lessons learned can better prepare us to live this day and to move forward into the future. Now, to be clear, there's no restoration in this world. There's nothing old. There's only new. Every day new. Even the most basic and routine moments in your life are unique that day in their happening. It's a hard lesson. But there's no such thing as restoration. Jesus did not come to restore the good old days. The good old days when Israel was on her own. When every spring her armies went off to fight and do battle. When their sons and husbands died. The good old days when the hero of the nation, King David, murdered a faithful officer named Uriah so that he could take his wife for his own. Romantic recall. The world's kind of a mess right now, is it not? 2022 is kind of a mess. So you say, take me back. 
Take me back to the good old days when the Beatles were singing, to carefree days when there were no cell phones and the churches were full and the young people respected their elders. Take me back to a day when children were taught to crawl under their desk and cover their heads to protect them from Russian nuclear bombs. Take me back to those days, the mamas and the papas, Simon and Garfunkel, the Rolling Stones, you remember? When war raged in Vietnam, when young men moved to Canada, when race riots burned down our cities, and when our leaders were assassinated one after another. No restoration. No going back to high school, folks. No going back to the early years of your marriage. No going back to days that were both precious and painful. For better or worse, those days will never be relived. So Jesus, Jesus, tell us, is this the time when you'll restore our lives and our nation? No restoration. Every day is new. Every sunrise presents us with a new opportunity. So to review, forward. That's all you have is forward. The choices, the free will choices that are yours, how you live, how you love, those are all up to you. But the only way you can move is forward. So what about our story? The Jesus movement was lacking any kind of movement. You know why? There was a problem. There was an impediment. Something was in the way. You know what it was? That's right. It was Jesus. Jesus was the problem. Jesus was in the way. As long as he was around, the disciples were going nowhere, and the Christian movement was going nowhere either. Let me tell you something, friends. Sometimes we have to lose. Sometimes we have to lose something in order to move forward. And this too is a painful reality of the human experience. Jesus had to be taken from the disciples in order for them to move on. Sometimes we have to lose something in order to move forward. It might be a person. It might be alcohol. It might be a job, it might be a marriage, it might be a dream. Sometimes the only way forward is to lose something, something that keeps us paralyzed, something that keeps us afraid, something that ties us to a never-changing past. And if you read the biblical story, Jesus helped with that. He helped people to lose, to lose guilt and shame to brush the dust of failure off of them, to start over. It was a mulligan. It was a new beginning. He said, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. As a young man, I, I dreamed of playing on the PGA Tour. A group of wealthy men in our country club had offered to sponsor me if I wanted to give it a try. However, at the same time, I, I was being pursued by the Spirit of God. God had another plan for me. You see, rather than hosting trophies and cashing large checks, God thought, you know what, I think you'd have a lot of fun burying the dead. <laughs> Not attractive enough, I'll throw in visiting nursing homes for you. 
hanging around people who are significantly older than you are. That might be fun. At least you were older (laughs) some years ago, not anymore. But you see, until that dream died, I was always going to be like pulled in two different directions. Sometimes we have to lose something in order to move forward. Now, loss doesn't feel good. And in the midst of loss, when grief overcomes us, sometimes we can't even think about the future. The present is just too dark. God tells us that something new waits for us. My friends, the chapters of your life that lie before you are waiting to be written, and you are one of the authors. But there'll be no restoration. The dreams, the loved ones, the marriage, the vitality of your youth are not coming back their history. But with God by our side, new beginnings and new blessings will come our way. What are we to do? We keep our hearts open. And we are full participants as new life unfolds. So the two points, you've got them by now. The first, no restoration. Your beginning cannot be changed, but the ending is yet to be written. And the second point, sometimes we have to lose something to move forward. Life is a series of unmerited blessings interrupted by inevitable loss. Those are human lessons, and they're hard, hard lessons. So where we end up in the story? Well, in the story, the biblical story, the disciples, uh, they're just hanging out now in Jerusalem, just hanging out, trying to figure out life without Jesus, and we're going to come back and see them in a week or two. But I want to end by visiting the beautiful words of Psalm 139 that Patricia read for us. These words remind us of our place. These words remind us of God's truth. Words that remind us that even if everything is taken from us, that God is still by our side. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I climb up to heaven, you are there. If I make the grave my bed, you are there also. If I run from you and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand hold me fast. We may lose everything in life, including our faith, but God is by our side. We can run from God. We can refuse to believe in God. We can deny God and God's very existence, but nothing will separate us from the love of God. Let's be clear. Humans are amazingly creative. Humans are capable of great good and unimaginable evil. Humans are powerful. Humans can change the very face of the earth, but we do not control God. We are mere creatures. We come from God. We will return to God. God will have us game over. And when it's all been said and done, when the story of our lives are told, may it be said that we did our best to live for truth, that we lived our lives for Jesus. Behold, 
I make all things new. Just stay right there. When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? When it's all been said and done All my treasure will mean nothing Only what I've done for love's reward Will stand the test of time Lord, your mercy is so great That you look beyond our weakness And find purest gold in miry clay Making sinners into saints I will always sing your praise Here on earth and ever after For you've shown me heaven's my true home When it's all been said and done You're my life when life is gone When it's all been said and done There is just one thing that matters Did I do my best to live for truth? Did I live my life for you? Lord, I live my life for you. Stand. Patricia's going to come forward and lead us in the prayers. We have a sung response. We'll sing that once now, and then after each petition, we'll return to this song response, let us pray. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. 
Holy Spirit, you have gathered us in this place of grace. We have come to praise you and to hear words of forgiveness and hope. Scatter us that we may spread the word through the blessings of Braille, sign language, and the spoken word to the ends of the earth. Give us courage to be your witnesses in our families and in our workplaces. Blessed to be a blessing, may our lives bring glory to you. God of our longing, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. Holy Spirit, may the world and all its inhabitants be brought into your open arms of grace and abundant life. We pray for policymakers and the leaders of all nations, including Ukraine, the Philippines, and NATO. We pray for your transformative power to provide justice, love, and healing for the families affected by the loss of loved ones in Buffalo. We pray to learn from the tragic history of racism in this country. We pray for those affected by the distress and confusion from mental health. May your education and grace grant us the knowledge and understanding to see love prevail over violence. May your Holy Spirit give us direction and wisdom through your love as we seek to build a better world for everyone. God of our longing, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. Holy Spirit, may those who are sick and distressed be given a glimpse of your mercy. We pray for those who live in troubled families. We pray for all who are caught in a cycle of abuse. We lift all who have asked for our prayers. May they find you in the midst of their pain and loss. May your Holy Spirit bring life and light to the dark places of our troubled souls. God of our longing, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy and love. Holy Spirit, we praise you for the beauty of the universe. We give thanks to the rhododendrons, lilacs, lavender, and strawberries that lift our senses of our Woodby Island community in your season of rebirth. Grant us the wisdom to continually care responsibly for the gifts of your creation. God of our longing, hear us as we sing. Listen to our prayer, O God of mercy. God, we pray for Kaylee Abigail as we affirm her baptism with the water of life flowing from the throne of God. Send your Holy Spirit to comfort, empower her, and inspire her as she continues her journey forward as a child of God. God of our longing, hear us as we sing. 
we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Okay, Kaylee, it's bath time. Come on up. <laughs> Congregation may be seated, and Kaylee's going to come up and bring uh, members of her baptismal party up here with her. And you look just adorable, honey. You just absolutely look beautiful. And we've spent a little time around uh, these waters, have we not? Uh, playing with the waters, talking about the water, touching the water, reminding us of our baptism. Um, and this is water. This is water. And we have water in there waiting for you. Uh, so we celebrate uh, with Kaylee and her family today. Um, as she comes forward uh, to be baptized. Uh, Michaela and De DeLorean uh, are her parents right here, and Nicholas and Victoria, and then grandparents and other family members, uh, aunts and uh, uh, other family members, all people who love you, Kaylee, are here to support you as well. Listen now to these words about baptism. In baptism, our gracious Heavenly Father frees us from sin and death by joining us to the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are born children of a fallen humanity. By water and the Holy Spirit, we are reborn children of God and made members of the church, the body of Christ. Living with Christ in the communion of saints, we grow in faith, love, and obedience to the will of God. So, you know, it's all good. She's all good. So I ask you now, sponsors, Victoria, Nicholas, Michaela, and DeLorean, parents, um, it, are, do you desire to have Kaylee baptized this day? Yes. We do. We now have a projection, I believe, for you here. Uh, this is called the Celebration of Holy Baptism. And um, so as we are all taking vows today for Kaylee, as we do for all children who are baptized here. Um, Kaylee is, has some understanding because we've talked about the fact that God loves her and is with her. But um, what's happening here, she's being baptized in the church and we're all making promises for her. Her parents, her sponsors, and all the rest of us as well. So um, I want you to look carefully at these vows that we're going to take. As you bring Kaylee Abigail to receive the gift of baptism, you are entrusted with these responsibilities. So I ask all who are here, do you vow to live with Kaylee among God's faithful people, to bring her to the word of God and the Holy Supper, to teach her the Lord's Prayer, the Creed, and the Ten Commandments, to place in her hands the Holy Scriptures, to nurture her in faith and prayer so that Kaylee may learn to trust God, proclaim Christ through word and deed, care for others in the world that God has made, and work for peace and justice. I ask all who are gathered, if this is your intention, please answer by saying, we do. We do. And now we confess our faith together. Um, so we go to the next uh, projection. I ask all who are present, to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, to reject sin, and confess the faith of the church. 
Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? I renounce them. Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you from God? I renounce them. Do you believe in God the Father? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? Okay, Kaylee, now that, why don't we bring the party in just a little bit because we need your help now, Kaylee. We're going to pour that water into the font. And I want you to pour it from just a little bit up in the air so we can hear it. Hold on one second. And as we do this, we're going to share a prayer that Martin Luther wrote. It's known as Luther's Flood Prayer. And in it, you'll hear as Luther traces the history of water in creation and in salvation history. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, for in the beginning your spirit moved over the waters, and by your word you created the world, calling forth life in which you took delight. Through the waters of the flood you delivered Noah and his family, and through the sea you led your people Israel from slavery into freedom. At the river Jordan your son was baptized by John and anointed with the Holy Spirit. By the baptism of Jesus' death and resurrection, you've set us free from the power of sin and death and raised us up to new life in you. Pour out your Holy Spirit now on Kaylee, the power of your living word, that as she is baptized and washed in the water this day, she may be given new life. To you be honor and glory and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Okay, go ahead and finish it right off. Go ahead. Let's do it. There we go. All right. I thought it was a miracle for a second. Just keep, just keep coming and coming. Kaylee, this water is not magic. Do you like baths at home? Yeah. Do you ever drink out of a water bottle? Do you ever play in mud puddles? Do you like to go swimming? Yeah, this is not magic water. This water came out of the sink in the back of the church. And before that, it fell from heaven out of the clouds, and it fell to give nourishment to the earth and to give us water to bathe in and water to drink. So this is the idea, Kaylee. This water is to remind you that God loves you and is with you always. When you get good grades and bad grades, when you're in timeout and when things are going well, that God always, always loves you, Kaylee. And uh, so every time you take a bath, every time you brush your teeth, every time you drink from your water bottle, you remember that God loves you. So we have practiced this. Do you want to try first? Do you want me to put on you? 
You want, okay, you do it to me, okay. And I'm gonna remember that God loves me always. Now, Kaylee, I want you to remember as you're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit that you are loved always, always, honey. Yeah, and all the people say, amen. There's a long tradition in the church of the laying on of hands. We lay on the hands for those who are sick and those who are baptized. Somebody asked the sponsors, just lay a hand close to Kaylee or on her if that's allowed. Uh, and everyone else in the congregation, hold a hand up as we uh, pray the Holy Spirit to come upon her. Let us pray. We give you thanks, O God, that through the water and the Holy Spirit that you've given this beautiful daughter, Kaylee, new birth cleanse her from sin, and raise her to the promise of eternal life. Sustain her always through her life with the gift of your Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence both now and forever. Kaylee Abigail Ross, you are a child of God. You've been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. Amen. Okay, Haley, what's this? A candle? We're going to give you a candle. We're going to give it to your godmother. The candle has your name on it, Kaylee. And this date, um, May 22nd, 2022. And we want you to light that candle every year on your baptismal birthday. And pray that your, life would, your light would so shine before others that they would see your good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. And the women in the church, Kaylee, I'm going to give this to you, honey. This is for you. This is a special quilt from the women in the church made for you. That can go on your bed as you remember this day uh, as well. We have a baptismal certificate for you as well. I'll give that to Dad. And uh, Kaylee is now a part of this huge umbrella that is the Christian church, uh, our newest member in our church and in the Christian church today, and we give thanks. I ask you now, people of God, is your intention to pray for Kaylee, not just today, but in the years ahead, to help her through the coffee hour, to get the appropriate amount of cookies, to have vacation Bible school and Sunday school? If so, answer, we do. All right. Now I'd ask you to stand up, and we're going to welcome Kaylee into the family by singing... To her, Jesus loves me. I know. loves me the Bible tells me so please share a sign of peace and greeting with one another
thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. Thank you for sharing that greeting of peace. Uh, special greeting to uh, visitors who are with us this morning. Appreciate you being here. After the service, take this good energy right over into the uh, into the gym for time of coffee and cookies and fellowship together. It's also a beautiful day. The courtyard's open right on the other side of those stained glass windows. It'd be beautiful to take your coffee and your cookies out there, visit out there, spend a little time together uh, getting to know each other's stories. Uh, we're trying to build community together, and it happens in other places besides right here in the sanctuary. So we'd encourage you uh, to connect. Uh, the altar flowers today are from Sharon and Bob Stevens, who are back here. It's in memory of their son, Mark. So love and prayers to you, Sharon and Bob. Thank you for sharing with us uh, this morning uh, those. And, um, you know, we have uh, lots of prayers. We just had prayers. There are lots of names of people to be praying for uh, in your bulletin in the prayers. Um, uh, Donna Sheldon, Donna, wave at us. Donna just asked me for the service. She says, just have a lot of pain just a lot of pain, and, and wonder if we'd pray for her. So I'm going to ask that you would pray for her this week, and that we have a prayer for her right now. Let's just hold our hand up for Donna. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks for your daughter Donna, and for the love that she shares with Joe. Uh, we pray that you would give her body release, and that you would surround her with your Holy Spirit, and give her comfort as she moves forward. Uh, we pray for all of her caregivers and doctors and medical teams that they might uh, help her to alleviate this pain and that she might uh, be sustained by your Holy Spirit now and always. We pray not understanding everything in this world, but believing that you are God and you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you could pray for Donna this week, that would be fantastic. A celebration this afternoon, an open house, tiny houses in the name of Christ. These are, this is one answer locally, not going to cure everything, but it's one answer locally. It's Christian communities coming together, Christian churches coming together to build nine little homes that will help workers here in the island to have affordable places to live. Trinity is planning on building one of those ourselves, um, and today you can go to an open house. Uh, Koyla Shepherd, Dave Park, and Gina Stiles from our parish have all been instrumental in this. It's today. There are flyers out in the in the narthex from 12 to 3:30. Carl's going to be singing, right? Yeah. And Doug Rohrbach as well. Doug Rohrbach, my brother and I are going to sing at 1:15. Doug's singing at 12:15. So come on down. Okay. Lots of other information in your bulletin. We have new members classes coming up in June, and you can take a note of those June 11th and the 19th. So if those work for you, you're welcome to come. No obligation. Um, and uh, Deacon Amy is uh, in Holden Village or on the boat coming back or something. They're coming back today after spending the weekend with our high school kids in Holden Village. Cam, you're waving at me. Do you have something to uh, share? Yes, the memoir class is still going okay. for anyone that is inspired. Okay, Cam is teaching a class on how to write memoirs. He's wrote his own memoir called my mother is crazier than your mother. It's not a memoir for you. It's more for your mom. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a memoir class. And you're, you're at the fireside room? Yeah. Oh, down yes. the, right after the church service. Down, down the hall. So if, you wanna, if you're interested in being an author, Cam can help you on that journey. All right. Anything else for the good of the order this morning? Okay. I would invite you to stand.
We lift our hearts now to God in prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us, uh, our, our, the Lord's Prayer, and we will sing it together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours. As you depart from the sanctuary, you'll go out those doors into a world that needs you, needs the followers of Jesus. So go out and make a difference this week in places where only you can go. And as you go, know that you don't go alone. We go with you, and God is with you too. May God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn, Go Make a Difference. Make a difference. 
friends in the world. So let your love shine on, let it shine for all to see. Go make a difference in the world. And the Spirit of Christ will be with us as we go. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference in the world. Go make a difference. We can make a difference.